This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. And welcome to episode 218 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and I'm excited to finally have Mr. Zach Clapman back in the house. Hello. What's going on? Oh, nothing, you know. Just came down here for doing a podcast, you know. You would be so bummed last week we had an actual Australian person on. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we even, yeah. were like, oh, of course, we have an Australian on, and he's not here to do it's the It's so voice. bizarre. Then like the last it, three bro. weeks, I've been doing business almost exclusively with people from Melbourne. Crikey! Including, <laughs> including this gentleman that was on our show. Um, of course, that is the voice of producer and co-host Chris Hayes. What's going on, Chris? Hey! <laughs> Um, Zach, we can chat about your drug-fueled romp through the desert later. For now, we're going to dive into some news. I abstain from knowing what you're talking about. I'm sure you do. Um, so first, you didn't abstain from events. You just abstain from knowing about I'm abstain from this conversation. <laughs> um, so first item in the news is an interesting one. And um, we actually at Hooniverse had a big handle on this too, which is kind of fun, especially today. But... There's a dealership in Georgia, a Ford dealership called Pioneer Ford, located in Bremen, Georgia. And they're building and offering for sale Lightning Tribute trucks. Yep. Single cab, short bed, which you never see. Cloth interior. What's that? Gray cloth interiors. It's five liter V8s, and they're adding Roush Phase 2 superchargers, side exit exhaust, and they are an authorized Roush dealership, side exit exhaust, 22-inch wheels that are legit inspired by the original Lightning wheel. Like, there's, if you look, you're like, it's eh, kind of cool. Or, well, the second-gen Lightning, not the yeah. first. Yeah. Um, and then 650 horsepower, 50 grand. Wow, that's a lot. It's not bad for the oh, price. Oh, price-wise, it's not that bad. No, it's cheaper it's than a round. It's actually about 200 in... more horsepower. Okay, let's let's pull back that measurement a little bit. Like, oh, a Raptor is only known for horsepower. Well, and I, I know, I it's know got a none Raptor can of... go anywhere. Yeah, this but... thing can go almost nowhere. But a lot of people who buy these Raptors, they look awfully shiny. Oh, very true. But they want to exude the, the, uh, the they want to advertise they have the ability to go anywhere yeah. should they choose to, which they won't. But this, I mean, it's a sport truck, right? It's like yeah. a drag truck. It's like the RT, if, the, if, the Ram 10. If I felt the need to own a giant truck to prove something to somebody, I would have the Lightning over the Raptor just because it's more practical for living in a city. That is technically true. In your daily commute, it might be nicer and the that you can have maybe, maybe I don't want to say more phone power because I love the Raptor. The new Raptor is fantastic. It's just so fucking fantastic. big. I mean, Very big. when I used to drive Matt's truck around, you know, the few times I did that, I'm like, I, I understand that this is it's comfortable. I mean, it's comfortable as shit, those yeah. trucks. And they have an amusement factor to them. But, like, you're constantly, like, scrubbing the fucking tire on fucking on, on sidewalks and stuff. Yeah. Because it's so wide. It, f- it fills the lane for sure. Yeah. And the new ones even feels bigger. Yeah, because they that's what we needed. We needed bigger. a bigger Raptor. It's, it's, I don't know if it actually is bigger, but it feels a little bigger. And it's... It, the new Raptor is so good. At least they're going to build a Ranger Raptor. Yeah, yeah that'll be cool. That looks like it's going to be pretty be awesome. That's that's how big it should People be. People who are just like, oh, did you check out my new ZR2? Wait, what the fuck is the new Seika? Damn it! 
Um, well, one of them exists and one of them doesn't yet, yeah. though. But the, the one so. is being tested. Um, but this, I mean, this is really cool of them to do this. There's lightning badge on the side. And I'm sure if yeah. you go with, with the money, if you wanted a quad cab, they could probably do a quad cab because it's just, you know, engine and super. Yeah, I mean, they're just... But it looks like, really cool as the, sing, the single cab short bed. Just I you always, never see that. I've always much preferred a, the look of a single cab truck over any other truck. I mean, they're just so much shorter and cooler. And it's just, I don't know, something about it. So uh, our, uh, we have a guy in uh, in Georgia, our news editor, Greg Kelchadurian, who got to – he's friends with this dealership. They let him take photos, and they secured a private airstrip, and they did burnouts and donuts in the truck. That's what that's Put that for. video out today. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's really fun. I mean, if you go no, go in knowing what you're getting, it's you know it's a, it's Hellcat mentality. Basically. Yeah, you kind of know. Yeah, I think you have the right More idea. More useful than getting. Hellcat. Uh, Hellcat Charger, bed. hold four people. Yeah, I would rather do that. Bed. You know what's interesting, though? Because the rest of the car, the truck is basically like a stripper model F-150. It's, it's like a base work truck. You can probably qualify for a decent tax rebate on that truck. Maybe. That'd if you own a funny. business, that is almost certainly a decent Contractor truck. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting take on it. Um, I, I, you know what's weird is I usually don't I don't like many step side pickups like I don't like the C10s with step sides but the Lightning to me needs to be a step side like there's something about the shape when it was low versus right now if it's just it's just a slab sided yeah, rectangle but it, if you go to the original one that one was a, a square that one was that's made true with the rulers but, um, but that's because that's, that's all they could make back then were squares yeah yeah I mean that's all we had the technology for basically uh, but. Nobody thinks when they think of lightning. Nobody thinks of the first generation. I, I sometimes think of the first gen. I, I I I love old older Ford trucks up through a certain era. So I, I actually really like the square ones because you don't see them as as much. Not that you even see the second gens really. You don't really see. I them see a lot often. of those around really? still. Yeah. I, I I never see them. If you I need see to them, spend time with more eye. white trash, Jeff. <laughs> they're cheap. They can have be had very. Are cheap. they cheap? Yeah, they're like fifteen G's. Yeah, they're in their. Reason, in good shape at 15 G's? Yeah. Yeah, reasonably. I mean, for a truck that's that old. But you can turn those into a drag a drag car pretty quick, quickly no, and easily. I'm sure. I'm sure. So. What did, they, did they run the 4.6s? I don't know what engines those had. Yeah, no, that was the... Was it 5.0s? That was, no, it wasn't a 5-liter. It was, I believe that's the 5.4 Triton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. motor that, that evolved like into the later motor? Cobra motor. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Correctamundo, right, right, right. But it's really cool that they're doing this. Like, because no one, everybody has gone so far either. It's either super luxury truck or super off-road truck. Nobody does sport trucks anymore. And there was a period where sport trucks were pretty cool. But, you know, yeah. they, they went away from well, it. Well, you know what it was? Is it was that lull in from the late 90s until, like, I don't know, until, like, 2010, where everybody had gotten rid of, like, all of their rear-wheel drive fun cars. Yeah. So everybody's like, fine, we'll just buy trucks. Yeah. Yeah, Toyota, what was Toyota's sport truck? They sold, uh, they had like the Tacoma with the body kit that was all low. Yeah. And like, shit, you know, know, Chevy, Chevy had their about. S10 version. Everyone had their, their I mean, you can go all the way back special. to the Cyclone, too. Which, oh, of course. Yeah. The, one of the OGs. Yeah. I mean, I knew people that had like S10s that were, it was easy to build an S10 or or a Ranger for for a drag strip truck. They were really popular in Florida. Sport trucks was like the yeah. like magazines and everything. And I'm not trying to make yeah. fun of you or Florida. No, like, no, no. That was I, I'm not the market. Front, was I there. lived in Florida. I'm not front. front yes, so make fun know, of it. Same thing. It really. He has the state tattooed on his ass. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's just I just think it's cool they're doing it, and I don't think the price is crazy for what it is. When you add the supercharger, you lose the factory powertrain warranty. 
but they offer a you've got the rash warranty. Year. Yeah, it's like a three year, I think, which yeah. is even good by aftermarket stuff. And I think you retain all uh, the other. I don't think warranty my bits. warranty on my Fiesta is more than three years. So I think the Ford factory warranty is only three years at this point. Mm. It's actually kind of shitty compared to the competition. Interesting. Because everybody else is like five years to ten years. Kia is like point. forever. Well, we did we did something kind of fun though too because there's this original or second gen lightning photo we found. I don't even know what it's from, but it's a photo of the truck doing a burnout mm-hmm. with the lightning behind it, like like actual lightning. Then the badge, and then a, a speedo pinned, and we kind of recreated that photo. Like I photoshopped it together. It's cheesy oh, as cool. hell, but I, I recreated. It. It's like it's the it's like an eagle it's flying the thumbnail in. image for the. Um, Winston the, uh, cigarettes shooting bullets. It's super cheeseball, and just because we can always cut this later. If it we comes need to with a photo. Up. It's a VHS of George W. Bush over a waving American flag, yeah. with proud to be an American plane in the background. <laughs> right. It's so, everything that happened from 2000 to 2008. I thought it was funny. Gak, I wanted to. When I get married, in you know 2029. Uh, I want to have like the mission accomplished thing hidden, and just, <laughs> so when it's like the commit, the, like the speech at yeah. dinner, I'm just gonna pull a thing. And it's gonna just fall. Like that's right. <laughs> that's funny. Your mother's just gonna weep. You know, weeping. And my wife like, what have I done? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm just trying to find a photo to show these guys, which I'm having trouble doing, um, just so I can make them laugh at my Photoshop. Oh, here's the uh, here's the old photo right here, and it's just like I described it. It's um. So it's it's super relevant for the period. Um, go large, you stupid effing thing. To give people an idea, uh, Jeff's holding a MacBook. It's open. The screen is mostly white with some images on it of trucks. Yes, now Jeff um, is showing me a four-inch wide picture from oh, 15 feet that, away. That photo is so ridiculous. for that picture. But it's perfect. It's a, a speedo at 140 miles an hour, yeah, with lightning coming out of a lightning badge at a truck. No, I mean, it's like it's like. Um, so that's the I- image thumbnail for the video. You know what that reminds me of? Yeah, is no, it, it's well done. It that reminds is. me of all the dealership catalogs that we used to get when we were like 17 and 18. We go to the dealership. Can I get the Trans Am catalog? You're not going to buy one. Yeah, but please. Everything was just like lightning and the no fear T-shirts and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a cool truck. Kudos to Pioneer Ford for doing that one. Um, now, in other news, completely switching gears, tangentially related to cars. McLaren has built a body shield for a billionaire in need. Did you guys see this? I saw story? the photo of it. I didn't read the article, though. So there's an unnamed billionaire who McLaren mm-hmm. refers to as Client X. He had rib damage that left some of his internal organs at risk. Like, if he got bumped with an elbow, he's in, like, tremendous pain, Mm -hmm. craziness. Yikes. So he went to McLaren. was like, can you help me? Um, They did detailed scans of his body to prepare the build. It's an undershirt base layer, and then it's an outer shield made of carbon fiber, xylon, which I'd never heard of, but it's apparently the strongest man-made material. Yeah, I have a bunch of that. <laughs> and then something called Dyneema, which is used in bulletproof vests. It costs $250,000. And the guy's billionaires. So who gives a fuck? And, the, and he loves it. Well, you know what wow. this really is? This is like the cone for dogs. Uh, this is purely a thing that his wife had made so he wouldn't spend <laughs> his entire day blowing himself. Um, <laughs> oh I mean, it's it's pretty nuts that he's like, hey, McLaren, can you fucking help me? So They are very smart people. The, the, again, a small photo on white on gray, but the, it's like yeah, a yeah. vest, and that huh. protects his ribs, and, and it's a... It's a good it's idea. Nuts. I've been reading um, Ross Bentley's book, Speed Secrets. Yeah. And, they uh, talk about going to McLaren and buying... 
Body shields. Um, yeah, that was as long as you're chapter one. Always on the gas or always on the brake. No, no, it's a great book. It is a really good book if you want to learn how to drive better. But um, the focus on seats in it was really interesting. Of like when he he had someone came from Indy, the guy had just broken like a bunch of ribs and part of his back and all the stuff. He couldn't sit, stand, or lie down without being in pain. And then Ross built him a super custom seat that increased the circulation and display like displaced his weight in certain ways. And the guy won Indy 500 like a month later. Yeah. Like I was fucked up. I don't remember his name because I'm a, I have a terrible memory. But it was it was all about the importance of a comfortable ergonomic Einstein. seat and See, how it can like, I, I really help you. I would have just put him in a fish tank and went, "Hey, there you go." <laughs> put that in the car. Blow this tube to go. This yeah. one to stop. Uh, no, the Ross Bentley books are good. Ross Bentley Speed Secrets. And, yeah, those are great books. Um, that's pretty. I mean, that's an early example of this with probably on a. I don't want to say lower scale because it's still IndyCar money. Um, it's just like the attention to like like reading the body and then building something around it. I think yeah. McLaren um, is very good at that with engineering. He, he bought and, one two hundred fifty thousand dollar vest, but he is now signed up for the next fifteen supercars McLaren will be selling. I mean, he probably would buy him out of gratitude. To be totally honest, yeah. he's, he's like. Wants to own a stake in the company, I'm sure. There um, are some interesting parties that own stakes in that company that that most people aren't aware of. And you can get interesting things done there if you present enough money. Weird oh, Al yeah. Yankovic. 15% yes. of McLaren. No uh, way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You sold it well. <laughs> they're actually they're making him a carbon fiber accordion. Yeah. Hey, that guy's pretty funny. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'll go is. ahead and say he that. Is. He seems like a good guy, too, yeah. because he won't do the cover unless he has permission. Mm-hmm. He always has permission. And then he def- something about the payment from the songs, he defers part of it because he's, he's subject to a lot of it because it's a different take on the song. I don't know. There's a bunch of weird shit where it's like, wow, he's a really good guy. So... I don't know. And Nirvana always says the the moment they knew they made it was when he did the cover of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> um, so the McLaren thing's pretty amazing. Now, another bit of interesting news, which is something more obtainable for us non-billionaires. <laughs> Chris, you chump. Um, Toyota. <laughs> Me and my hundred million. What? You're just going to keep rubbing it in my face. What is it like down there? <laughs> Toyota launched a sub-brand, uh, a performance sub-brand today. Oh, really? Which they should have just done with Scion. Originally, but yeah, that seems like a big waste of fucking money. I disagree because it's backed by Gazoo Racing, and Gazoo Racing knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes to motorsports, so it's appropriately called GR. So the name as in not the great. great Gazoo. No, I mean Gazoo Gazoo Racing Motorsports competes. I know at, at tons of levels, but there's also the Great Gazoo too. There is the Great Gazoo, <laughs> which um, I'm betting more than half of our audience doesn't have any idea what the fuck we're. Doing. I, I don't know. I, I bet. Remember. I think our age range. I bet. I bet 50%. Uh, that's right. This does skew. I, I'm thinking back when I was still doing TST. That audience definitely skews younger. What show was that from? The Gazoo? Uh, that was, was that Flintstones or was that? Um, uh, I don't remember. Right, which, I think you it was Flintstones. Yeah. It might have been the Flintstones. Yeah. He was like an alien. Yeah, yeah. He was the, the little future. alien dude with the big helmet that hovered oh, over right. his head. Oh, yeah. right. All right. Sorry, listener. We'll, we'll get back on track. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the GR sub-brand sub is comprised of three levels. Oh, wait. It's the GR sub-brand? Yeah. That's, so so that's, we, what happened to TRD? That still exists. Okay. So the turd still exists, but now they've got the Gerturd? Yeah, they might have a Gerturd at some day. So GR they Sport. They took <laughs> GR Sport is entry-level, mostly appearance-based upgrades. GR is appearance and then chassis-based stuff. Could be Recaro seats, torsion diffs, upgraded suspension, you know, like good stuff. Uh, then GRMN, this name is stupid. 
Gazoo Racing Masters of Nurburgring that seems very Japanese. You can't say that to Why anybody. are they doing this? This is the worst branding R- ever. Ridiculous name, but I think that shows they mean business. You know, Gazoo Racing, Nurburgring, limited run cars, full tilt upgrades. To prove it, one of the first cars they're talking about is a Yaris that they've given 205 horsepower from a supercharged inline four. Like, that doesn't sound like a lot of horsepower, but in a Yaris, that's a shitload of horsepower. Yeah, it's and like I think a it's got, worse Fiesta. I think it's the Yaris chassis sucks. Well, if I think there is a newer Yaris, and then if they're doing suspension and shit too, because if it's at the full GRMN level, mm-hmm. it's supposed to get a lot of Okay, parts that name's got to go. I don't I mean, a race name. car is a race car. Like, if, if, it's, if they build it, it'll probably be quick and right. fun. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, are they going to do other cars? Like I don't understand what yeah. they're. Yeah. Uh, they I, to me the, they had an opportunity. They should have just used F all the way through Toyota. No, and Lexus. you can't. You can't take that away from Lexus. A, a Lexus buyer does not want the same car as a Toyota. True. No chance. Very true. Like they would never do an S like a Golf S because it would be too close to S three or whatever. Like, um, are they the, do- the mindset of those those rich people? They would. Nope. Are they going to do the FRS? Or are they going to do stuff like that? Is there? I guess it's well, all no it's all theoretical. FRS. Okay. Are they going to do the next thing? Um, I would. Yeah. In one of the pictures, it showed a GT86 with like some GR badging and some other shit. Right. So, that's yeah. what I mean. Okay. And and some of the parts will be available at the dealership, so you could go like, oh, I want the GR intake or the GR wheels or so. Okay. It's it, the 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 business plan. I like the name. It's I just don't give a awful. shit about it all. Whoever's doing their branding should just be fucking fired and Mas- not. Masters of Nurburgring is just man, that's real. It's like, really I get, boastful. I, I but. get wanting to tie it to Gazoo Racing because they're they're, I mean, a big deal. But yeah, but the, I don't to know the how general much public that's buying cars, they don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, but the person who buys the person who buys the GR Sport won't, but the person who buys the GR MN, the limited run car, probably will. So, sure. I, I think we'll I think I think you're right because like when they when they used to make Evos with like the FQ 400, anyone behind you in traffic's like, what is FQ? And it didn't matter. You just but when you were driving, it was a really good Evo. But even then, it wasn't it. like it was fucking quick racing. It was just FQ. <laughs> fucking quick racing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't that fucking quick. Damn it! That, if I owned one, that's what I would have. <laughs> it's fucking quick. It's fucking quick, dude. You don't even know, kid. <laughs> that's, so but that's fucking quick. That's what the FQ what? stood for. You know. Fucking quick. It might have stood for that. Quick. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, quick it, it did stand for fucking quick. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Googling There's this. no way Mitsubishi that, did that legit. It, it no was. Way. It was totally just a fucking wink and an odd thing they did for the UK market. I'm sure it stands for like feature quattro, not quattro, because they wouldn't do FQ440. That was the old one. I don't, I'm not going to find this in time, because I've already been searching for enough stuff. Um, well, you... Look this up on your phone, which holds apps. Yeah, I'd like to take a minute to talk about Driveline. Smooth <laughs> transition, Jeff. Zach, if you don't know, Driveline, who's a sponsor of this podcast now, has an app. And they're the world's, the world's first social driving app, and it comes exclusively to the iPhone. I believe that's how you pronounce it. To the iPhone? I just ordered the iPhone, the new, one of the new iPhones. I, I'm waiting I'm an, until I can get the expensive iPhone. Because I'm an idiot. So ah. I ordered the new iPhone. I wanted the 8 Plus. I don't want the 10. Discover the pleasure of driving not to get somewhere, but to simply be on the road. So basically, Zach, this, is, this is an app to share some of your favorite routes and driving roads. Um, you can hit record. It'll trace your route. 
and then it can upload it to their system automatically and people can say like oh that's a like do, if you go to an area and you, you don't know where there are good roads, if there's enough people using the app, maybe there's a good road that you've never heard of, and they can find it on the Driveline app. Now, if you want to get fancy and you have your phone set up, you can record your run down the road. So it's just a way to share good driving roads. Cool. Yeah. You, you've That's cool. seen Strava before? Yep. It's like Strava for cars. That's cool. Strava's a bike thing, right? Bike and runner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm just making sure we're not like talking about a competitive app. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so... I think everybody listening should go download Driveline because they're just getting started, and the more people that use it, the better it becomes. You use, don't show the fit, the best roads. Actually, you can now because there might not be enough of them on there. But like Angeles Crest, someone go do Angeles Crest. I'll go do Ortega. Everybody should be going doing all the roads near their house. You can classify the roads as hill climbs, cruises, B roads, loose surfaces, or trails, so people know what they're getting into as well. You can build your profile, share your cars, share your tracks. And then eventually you can start earning, earning points towards contests and giveaways from the Driveline team. So get out your iPhone. Get your iPhone. And go to the App Store. My friend, get your iPhone. Your iPhone. And then we go to the App Store. Right. Yes. So thank you, Driveline. And download Driveline. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to bring up the questions, which normally I have ready to go, but I am sucking shit. Uh, well, to, to help you stall, Chris was kind of right. According, what? According to the internet... Who are sort of what? You know, are questionable. I totally didn't believe this at all. They, they, they say that you know officially it meant like fine quality, but everyone looks at it as too. fucking quick or fucking quick. Uh, you know, we need someone to it was, verify. It this. was a specific thing that they did for the UK market. Yeah, yeah. It was all the MRs went to the UK and got called FQ, and they yep. were like, "What is it?" They're like, huh, "It means fine quality," and then they're fucking quick. Mate, it stands for fucking Mate's quick. Fucking quick. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. British, but good, good. really, fucking quick. I am su- I am surprised. I I owe you a. As mental it turns analogy. out, Mitsubishi's marketing is good only in the UK. Well, I'm su- I was surprised if Japan had done that, but learning the UK yeah. did it, I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> at no, all. Yeah, it was specifically for that. It's like it showed up with an MR in there. We're like, what's that mean? Mr. 400? No, we got to change it. <laughs> Mr. 400. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. Mr. 400. It has like a little doll. Like, I'm Mr. 400. Take me for a spin. <laughs> Back to the Subarus we're around. Gonna go, we're going to go race the Masters of Nürburgring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds like a like a Japanese anime cartoon, the Masters of the Nürburgring. Oh, we attacked the circuit. What's it yeah. Here we go, Jeremy Gazoo! Well, first, it was a seven-year award-winning manga that got turned into an anime and is now being brought to Netflix in the United States. So stay tuned for that next September. <laughs> uh, all right. I got lost. <laughs> Patreon questions. Patreons mm. first because they're better. Louis Correa, yeah. thoughts on the Isaac... This is a basketball question, so I'm going to read it real quick. Thoughts on the Isaiah Thomas Kyrie Irving trade between the Celtics and Cavs. I find it amazing that the city is so split on it. I do think it's a better move, but I hate to see Isaiah Thomas go, but if it's, if it's as fucked up as it is, it's a good move. <laughs> Joel, this hmm? is who our guest who was here last week okay. from Australia. How are the beers? Did you pick a favorite? Also, what is it with cars in California that have dealer plates? Um... I wonder if he means the paper. Oh, I can. Chris can can answer this question. Why we talk about the paper plates? Yes, is the given California has much bigger fish to fry for the most part than tracking down people over license plates. Uh, People that buy cars, they basically leave their little dealer sticker in the window, and they leave their paper plates on their car to avoid either just the effort of putting a plate on, being identified is often the case with celebrities. Uh, where they'll just constantly buy a new car so that people can't like track their location and everything via the license plate. 
uh, or they're doing what I did in keeping the paper plates on their car for as long as possible because then toll roads are free. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much it. Um, uh, but that said, Governor Jerry Brown cracked down on that. I don't know, six months, a year yeah. ago or so. We're about to get we're about to get temp plates. In California. Yeah, California's going to start getting temporary Which, plates. Which honestly, hmm. I'm all right with. I understand the toll road. It's I mean, it's great to cheat the system a little bit there, but the pe- a lot of people also leave the 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 non plate on the back of their car is like, oh, my car's new. Like that's two generation old E class. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah, but oh, yeah. you know the thing is, is that most people don't know the fucking difference. Yeah. They can't tell the difference because the design hasn't changed. Unless you're BMW, where you're just like, oh, it's ugly. Oh, it's brand new. That's no, not I mean, ugly. I just, well, just then... that, I'm not, I don't mean specifically that car. Just like yeah. any luxury car that's a, a model behind. People are like, no, no, no. I just got, I just picked it up off Joe's used German shit boxes. <laughs> Um, the beer question. The beers were delicious. Uh, they were way maltier than I expected. Uh, there wasn't much in the way of hops. Um, I don't remember which one was my favorite one, unfortunately. And I still have the. I'm going to go home and think about that a little more. The Vegemite is on my counter still, so I will. I do oh, plan God, on trying. Oh God, that it. stuff is you awful. Vegemite too. I'm going to try. <clears throat> Joshua Jund. With nearly every niche covered these days, is there still a new car that you feel is missing from the current market? I mean, I sport wagon. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what answer I'm going to say. Wombat? Uh, no, I'm, I, they need to bring we, back CTSV we just wagon. Need, uh, I could there there could be more wagons in the market. Yeah, yeah. CTSV wagon, bring it back, or bring a normal wagon, like a normal, like a you know a, a rear wheel drive fun wagon would be good. Yeah, a normal drive. Yeah, a normal drive wagon would be great. Um, I agree. You see, there'll be this revolution in the market in a few years. We're like, look, we all like crossovers, but they're a little too tall. Yeah, I I have seen. And made fun of to the person's face. Uh, they had a GLA 45 AMG that was then lowered. <laughs> and I was like, do you not see what you did? Do you not? And it's not that they did it. it Mercedes did it and offered it. And it, it's amazing that everyone just goes, no, it's not a wagon. It's a crossover. It's just lowered. And you're like, you, oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> um, Marshall Cash. First, there were slam trucks. Now the auto media's darling is lifted cars, which are cool. Don't get me wrong. What's the next big splash suspension modification? I'm really, really, really going to be sad if I have been talking about wanting to do a safari vehicle for so long, and I'm, I'm missing. I feel like I'm, I'm going to lose it. At I this feel like SEMA. this is a trend I was well ahead of because I jacked the vet up like seven years ago. Okay, calm down. You don't have like off-road tires on the no, thing. No, no, no. I did it for a completely different reason. I agree. You do have ground clearance. Uh, uh, I think I think that is happening, Jeff. There's a lot more. Like someone put that thing on Jalopnik that was like this is the best Camry ever it had a luggage rack didn't have anything else going on right but uh, with a low bar the blurry f- oh, it was a total low bar but like yeah. if you put some uh, you know off-road tires on and maybe like a little suspension lift then you have a safari vehicle yes. someone did an LS400 like that and it was pretty rocking did you rockin'. see the Bentley Continental GT that mm-hmm. was for sale for like 40 grand yeah that thing was incredible it's a good idea man you can go anywhere and you have car handling dynamics for the most part yeah it would be real fun and you don't like lee Keen's doing his things which are you know 60 to 100 grand but you could do it for way cheaper and have a real good time yeah yeah. i think just call corbin (laughs) yeah yeah but he'll have to teach you like how to read things in ohms to make it work did that first though it was the beetle people years and years and years ago yeah the vw community was doing that a long long time the baja bugs yeah, but even just regular bugs, that, you know, they they put knobbies on and and take off road. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a long. What is time. it like class eleven? I think in Baja is I the Beetle class, class 11, and yeah. it's just it's so brutal. Like all the pro truck guys are like, props to those people because that's got to be h- real hard. Their trucks are on the trailer. 
they're they're ten beers deep. The first class eleven's coming. <laughs> Jiggling um, itself over. It'd be an approachable class, though, if you build a bulletproof machine. Not that things oh. can't go wrong. It'd be an approachable class. Oh man, it'd be so. It'd be just a rough. That'd be a rough it'd twenty three and a half to hours. Do, we'll do the five hundred. How long is the five hundred? Start it right. slow. I don't know. I, 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 I want to do the I want to do the Baja, but I have to go in something that is like a buggy. You know what you do is you just you you, you buy a decent Volkswagen chassis and then you hand it to Joe Scarborough. You know Scarborough Performance. Like they build all this crazy shit. They build the suspension for EBI, but he started out doing off road stuff. Oh, that's right. I got to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I'd had him on the show. I don't mm, know. I got to talk to Joe. Ago. But uh, hand him that, and be, you'd have the best. Baja bug ever. It'd be fucking great. Drinking tea in it. Uh, Jason Dar. Oh, so wait. What's the next big splash suspension modification? Um, I don't know where we go from uh, here. Slinky based. The better, next better suspension. suspension. No, I'll, I know. Stands. I know it's going to be Matt. Is Matt? Matt's focus was, or maybe still is, at Mountain getting that. Um, what's the suspension co- kit called? The electronic dampers that you can bolt on now that basically can turn any vehicle into a kind of version of Mag Ride. It doesn't wow. use MagRide, but it has electronically controlled dampers, which they've had for a long time. But these are like the instant reactive, mm-hmm. kind of can detect the potholes going in, and it just smooths everything out. That's uh, I think a couple thousand dollars, and it's going to start just spreading yeah, across well, the, the OEMs. It. it does. It needs it really wow. bad. But the guys at the BBI were talking about it, and they're going to just they got to program it for different cars and different weights and everything. But yeah, that we, is going to be the thing. We had him on the show, the didn't we? Did you? Yeah, I, I wasn't there did. for it. Yeah, I think, but Matt, I think you're right. I think Matt and I did have him on the show. I think that's going to be the next move. That's a good uh, call. Yeah, I mean, basically what we've done is we commoditized what what GM started building 20 years ago with mm-hmm. their uh, with the magneto rheological shocks. Yep. Is now we've got it down to a point where we can do it in the aftermarket. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Um, Jason Dar, a friend of mine is looking into buying a cheaper sports car in the coming months. He works for an auto parts store and will have a truck in addition to the car. He's thinking something foreign in the five to $8,000 range, like a 350Z. Is there anything else in a similar category that he should consider? Miata. Yeah. The Miata will last longer, and it's so much fun. 350Z so much in fun. that price range is going to be very clapped out. Yep. It will. It'll either be like a track star and look rough, or it'll be rough. The I would do Miata. Because yeah, for, for $6,000, you can get the nicest Miata with like good performance mods, and it'll be well-maintained. <laughs> Although... You know, in South Florida and Texas, there are a lot Oof. of lightly damaged FRSs and BRZs available now. Ooh, that'd be real cheap for one of those. I mean, it'd be salv- salvage for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I've yeah. literally been looking at them because I look at that and I go, that could be a very fun drift car for mm-hmm. not a lot of money. True. Yeah, very that's true. true. There's going to be a lot of that popping up. Um, Dan Mosqueda, well, we all update our phones via Wi-Fi, et cetera, but how does Apple CarPlay or Android Auto get updated? Uh, on those, or? you don't need to on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto because the it's the very, actual interface on there is phone, not right? powered by the deck. It's really that's just a communication interface to talk to the application that's on your phone. So it's not really anything you have to worry about. And even then, stereo manufacturers will occasionally put out like updates that you just put them on a USB key and plug it in. Yeah. Hmm. The dealer will do it one time, be like, "Oh yeah, we uh, updated your shit too." Yeah. Oh, okay. But long story short, the brains of it are on your phone, not in the, not in the head unit. 
Uh, Dan Mosqueda, one more question. Did you guys hear that Ford will not be bringing the Fiesta or Fiesta ST back to the U.S. after 2017? I remember Chris mentioning it as a likelihood. From Cars.com, we've been hearing a few weeks now about Ford is not going to be selling the diminutive Fiesta in the U.S. market after the current 17 iteration is done. A report from European Ford manager suggested that the new Fiesta unveiled earlier this year at the Geneva show won't make it to North America due to the struggles small cars are facing in the market. Gas is too cheap these days, and everyone wants to buy crossovers and SUVs again. Yes, I heard about this, and yes, I'm not surprised. Yeah, we've known about this for probably about a year now, is that Ford was having zero plans of bringing the Fiesta back because, frankly, they can't give them away. Um, you know, not even just the STs, but the regular Fiestas, because they're so close in price to Focuses, mm-hmm. and the Focus is a little bit nicer car, and has a little more room, and the only reason to buy the Fiesta over the Focus is if you're either really hard up for cash, at which point you're not buying a new car anyway, or you like the driving dynamics of the Fiesta. Yeah, which is a smaller market than, than they need. Yes, the, their market, like when I talk to the Mountain guys, for every Fiesta's part, they sell like five or six Focus parts. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is a shame because the Fiesta is a much better car than the Focus ST is. Mm-hmm. Matt, I have a new home office I'm working on decorating. Any recommendations for auto-themed decor? I'm going to have to pass on the center p- poster, a.k.a. the auto-journalist version of the diploma on the wall. Although the movie was great, I know fuck all about F1 other than Cars Go Fast, and I'm supposed to dislike Hamilton or something. You know what the uh, Senna poster really is, I just realized? It is the Scarface poster of yeah, Automotive Journalism. Right, and I have one. We have it up in DSC. You should get some great, piston great movie. bookends like I have. Uh, that's a good call, but I was going to say Motor Affair makes good art. Uh, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Or and that's, I, It stands I get, out. I get some custom-made pieces that weren't horribly expensive, um... You know, just from a couple of different sellers that like, just on like Etsy that these are guys who just yeah make motors out of place to uh, tables out of crankshafts. Like I'm literally sitting next to a crankshaft and, and concrete tabletop. Table. How much does that table weigh, by the way? Probably about 100 pounds. It's not horrible. Yeah, you can so, move it. But it's the Senate comment. I the Senate comment is really funny. It is. Um, I yeah. have one in my garage framed. Very expensive to frame, but I wanted to preserve the – because Matt got some that were signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to sign one like wrapped up in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Fucking good movie. I mean, it's a very good movie. It it's a better movie, movie than Scarface is, uh, if that's our comparison that I, that I created. But I don't know. Uh, don't do golf livery either. Don't paint something orange and blue. It's no. unless, unless you're Sarah Tremble, then you can get away with it. <clears throat> she was the die. first. Oh, uh, was I stealing your thing? No, I just didn't want to shit on her. <laughs> no, because hers looks great. Uh Dina Honda, what's up, Jeff and Chris? Still no decal. I'm working on that. Have you thought of using Teesprings to make different shirts? You won't have to ship them, do it all, just come up with a design. I'd be down to get some. I actually looked at them tonight, and I'm thinking about doing Teespring for a run of general shirts, but then I was going to find a way to see if I could offer some kind of code to Patreon users to get a, a discount, discount for some levels and then some other levels that desert, that are waiting on T-shirts, yeah. um, like a free one. Like There's got to be something built in. I know Teespring's good. If you contact them, they'll help. Right. We, we TST uses that. So I, uh, yeah, I bought the the blue one. I love the the baby blue one. I like that one. And the other one, I just didn't want to buy another one because I've been buying too many T-shirts. But the can't get fired is pretty funny. Um, so yes, I am looking into Teespring. So everybody, stay tuned for that. On to Twitter. Um, all right, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. You mean it's used for something other than our president just being belligerent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's see. 
Brandon Maxwell at BMAX3242. <laughs> BMAX3242. Good name. Adding, Catchy. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Most underrated job in the automotive industry with decent pay. Uh, I don't know if it's totally underrated, but it might be by a lot of you guys. PR. Um, you just get paid more than journalists. Johan Denishin's Fluffer. <laughs> yeah. The PR people do all of the traveling. They do all of the drinking and eating. Mm-hmm. They learn more about the cars before we do. They drive a lot of the same cars. They travel to amazing places, but they make, depending on the job, decent money to really, really good money. Mm-hmm. So that's a re- that's probably a good job. I mean, obviously, some kind of like driving dynamics engineer would be rad as fuck, but I don't think that'd be underrated. It depends on which one, man. Cause there are those people that just had to drive an F-150 over a washboard street for two months while they develop like shock valving. That'd be brutal. I mean, oh, yeah, they those probably, people hate themselves. Yeah. No, I bet they love that shit because that's what they went to school for. They're like, oh, no, damn Matt, Matt met the guy that had to like test launch the GT500 like 100 times a day, and he just was sick of it. Like your neck gets sick of it. Anything gets old after too many times, and that would well, definitely I mean, be one of them. It's like the video. Did you shoot it with Caswell of him doing the, the Porsche launches? Uh, Thad did that. Or Thad did, and he was just like, oh, he's like 30, and I was just nauseous and yeah. like, tired of it. Yeah. 30. It, they did 62 in a row or something. Yeah. Just to see if they could break it? Yeah. And they just kept doing it and doing it, and it didn't brr, break. Brr, that would, yeah, that would, okay, that would suck. Um, at JW, at JVW1983, name five Hot Wheels every young car enthusiast should have in their correct collection, new or old. I like your answer. Yeah, my answer was there, there is no must-have. Yeah. Like, get whatever you like. Especially if you're a kid, don't be yeah. like, which Hot Wheels should I get? The one you like. You yeah. don't, and that's the thing, is... How many times as a kid do you remember getting to choose your Hot Wheels? You always just got them as gifts. I bought yeah, I bought my I daughter her first Hot Wheels like last sometime last year, mm-hmm. and it was the cars that I liked because she can't pick yet. So I taught her what a Dodge Charger is, and uh, I think the other one. She's was ten, dude. Truck. Let her pick. I mean, it's it's time. And, and, you 10. know, <laughs> I guess you've got to ask yourself at a certain point whether or not you feel like you're going to reenact Jackass. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Wagon. <laughs> um, some kind of streamlined speed record car. I'm the thinking like Oscar Mayer Wiener. <laughs> uh, you, know what, you know what you need? You need the Tim Burton Batmobile. Oh, That's geez. also good. <laughs> um, Patrick Montgomery, at WP Montgomery. Are you excited to drive this Kia Stinger GT? What are your initial thoughts about both Kia and Hyundai pushing the performance envelope? I am, actually, because... Everything it's amazing how long they're pushing out the launch of this car, though. Like this is taking way too fucking long. Uh, to the point, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of over it, even though I'm not really because I, it is interesting. It's here's the problem: is that everything on that Kia looks good, but then you see the badges, and not knocking on Kia the brand because they make perfectly fine cars now, fine to actually pretty fucking good. But you look at the just the badge alone looks cheap. Just looking at the Kia badge, it's like they went to an office building and went to Bill in the corner and went, "We need a logo." And they and he's like, "Well, what if we just put you know in block type Kia in, That's a, true. in an oval?" It's a fair point. Um, it's easy to pop them off. I it think, is. But, it'd be cool if it was like the poor man's Quadrifoglio or like uh, Alpha Julia. You know that thing has all those reliability problems. This probably won't. And hopefully, they're spending a lot of time on chassis dynamics because I've enjoyed the Genesis coupes like. Those drove I, fine. I, they slid pretty nice. You know, they weren't perfect, but for the money they're asking, if you get good power and decent chassis performance, really, really nice. I really am looking forward to that G70. Looks good. It looks good. Um, I mean, the 
And that's Hyundai, basically Hyundai's Stinger, right? Yeah, I believe I it's based so. on the same chassis. Yeah. Um, but they're going squarely after the Germans, and they'll do it probably a bit cheaper. And the interior looks pretty fucking nice. I have no complaints See. with the current Genesis lineup in terms of, like, value and, like, the interiors are pretty fucking. You nice. gotta, you gotta get in it. I'll say because I drove that K nine hundred, you know, years ago when it was supposed to like take on the big German sedans. Yeah, and the press photos, the, the interior looked okay, but when you actually got in it and looked and started touching things, it was real clear. And the handling was really shit. Mm-hmm. It was super yeah. soft and bad. So well, I, I come to this conclusion on the on the Genesis G seventy just because the other Genesis stuff that Hyundai has produced has been really nice for the money. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and unlike the other cars they're super reliable uh and the, and the downside that I've, I've met recently just because i've been kind of shopping around in this market um the lexus in everything that lexus makes in that market the fuel economy is shit that's kind of true the what did I, what was the, the gs350 f sport what did that get back in the day it was like 25 26 you're lucky to get that in the gs350 yeah. or an is350 i know that's a problem because they're really smooth but they're you know they're na motors high strung and they're now quite a bit down on power compared to the competition very yeah because everything everything else went turbo well even without the turbos like if you go and buy a like if you go and buy like a camaro or a mustang with the v6 you're getting like between 330 and 360 horsepower now without turbos even on it true Different market than a GS three fifty S Sport, though. Yeah, but my point being is that like you can do a three point five or a three point six liter V six and make that kind of power now. And Lexus is just behind the curve as usual. Facebook questions: Ben Hicks nine eight six base Boxsters in good shape are only about six to eight thousand dollars in my area. Parts are plentiful and not too expensive. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong parts. I feel like it has more sense of occasion than a Miata. It does. I'm wondering if it's a suitable answer to budget sports car ownership. Modern enough, but still retaining some of the 90s-ness that brought Porsche into the modern age. Thoughts? Yeah, it'll be fun, but when the wrong thing breaks, you're going to find there are parts that are not cheap. Yes. If you, I mean, first rule is, is you buy those cars, you do the IMS. That's two to $3,000 out of your pocket right there. Is that a Boxster thing too? Yeah. Everything that has those V6s, or, or flat sixes, rather, uh, yes, you need to do it. Um, Jason Connor just bought one, and he's already talking to Tim about getting getting his IMS done. Oh, um, so you have to do that. Otherwise, basically, just write the car off. You have to check your IMs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you could do the work otherwise on it, yeah, it's a good car. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sammy Hajasad, I just started a mobile banana delivery business. I don't know if this question is serious or not. Should I try and buy a used Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, or should I try and make a banana car on my own? If I'm to take on the second option, which car should I start Neither. With? You're supposed to start a banana stand. That's true. Everybody knows the money's in the banana stand. Yes. However, I think a Lincoln Town Car limo. So yes. Put a big-ass banana on top. Uh, what is this car for? Banana Mobile banana delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yep. Sounds like a sound business. I mean, at least he's not trying to take away bodegas. Um, Ross Ballot, asking you the same question I asked Camden Tubbed. Which new single cab, short bed pickup would you make a Lightning-esque factory-built performance truck out of? The Ford? <laughs> right. <laughs> the one that they just did it to? Um, uh, although I can see... The being... smaller ones would be cool. The Ranger. Like yeah, Colorado... T- yeah, take a Colorado. I mean, you can 
you can literally bolt an LT motor directly into it because the V6 is an LT motor minus two cylinders. See, that'd be cool. LT, LT1 in a uh, Colorado would be fucking super awesome. Very easy to do. Um, but I like the Ford, so I would just go with that one. Michael Delaney, shouldn't Nissan be working on a mid-engine car to replace the GTR? Are they giving up on being interesting? They have historically had the most powerful cars in their segment. Maximo was better than Camry, Sentra better than Corolla Civic. Zs were kind of dope, especially the turbos of the 90s. Um, I mean, the GTR definitely needs to evolve. I don't know if it needs to evolve to a mid-engine car, but it definitely needs an evolution. And I do kind of agree, though, that Nissan is pretty fucking stale right now yep um they are i mean there's one argument to be made that performance wise the gtr other than the transmission starting to show its age doesn't really you can't fault it for anything it's Fair right point. up there against no, everything else fast as fuck yeah but it's also they've been producing the same car for a fucking decade right yeah um yeah i i i, I don't know what's going on there um, I bet the next one will still be front engine, but they'll probably use way more carbon fiber. Just cause I, I think it'll be some sort of hybridized thing. Yeah, they've already said the it's carbon gonna fiber a, too. It's going to be a hybrid, uh, probably all-wheel drive via two electrics driving the front wheels. It's going to have dualies. It should. Maybe that'll be the next. Uh, it'll be the first Nissan dually trend. Cars with dualies. Alexander J. Panek, I'm getting married this Friday. Congratulations. And our wedding car is a Volvo S90. Actually thinking about buying a V90 cross-country. Do you think it's a worthy successor to the first V70 cross-country from the 90s? Is there a future for all-road wagons with these crossovers and SUVs coming? You guys like the Golf All-Track. Also, wish me luck. I just did that. Um, (laughs) Yes, the V90 cross-country is supposed to be fantastic. Um, Volvo really can't do wrong right this second. Volvo has quietly always been really fucking good. Just nobody thinks of them. But they just got even better. Like, their current lineup, the cars are <laughs> fucking excellent. Well, I read a review on the V90. I, I haven't driven. I have to, you know, qualify that. But it, it said because it's a supercharged, turbocharged, it was, it's a little weird on throttle response and modulation. Like, you got to kind of step into it pretty hard. Then the boost hits in, in the mid in the mid range. There's not so a lot. So is going it kind on. of like up and then down and then back up? Yeah, um, you know it's really good looking. I mean, it's a very good looking car. And the the irony of the crossover thing is you can get those plastic bo- like badass body panels painted body color for extra money and make it into like a wagon. Right. But uh, I mean, they're they're great well, looking they do, cars. They do a non cross country version. Uh, yeah. The complexity of those engines is what concerns me. Yes. Is they're overly. They are just. Overly engineered. Well, I heard out of the gate there were issues, and then they did something, and they're good now. That's what I've heard. Well, it depends on how long how long you're gonna own it for. I yeah. mean, if, if you're gonna own it for three years, fine. Like my, my yeah, dad's if you're had lease that car. For, who cares? Yeah. But, I wonder though. I wonder uh, though. Volvo owners are more likely to buy and hold on. You know, I just feel like that's the type. Of I agree. I don't know. I feel like the that, I feel like the Volvo market has changed over the last twenty years. Though maybe the Volvos were known as you know Volvo was kind of where Subaru is now twenty years ago. And whereas Volvo these days is largely a luxury brand. Yeah. Greg Scantleberry, when most cars become hybrid or electric, do you think restorations decades from now will be easier on fully electric cars than on arguably more complicated hybrids? For example, would a future i8 restoration be impossible? Interesting question. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I guess you're just replacing body panels that can just be reformed in some plastic mold making machine and then you just stick some fresh batteries in there and a juicy 
electric motor and, and you're good to go. So maybe it's going to be less complicated. I don't really the know. The programming would probably be the complicated part. Um, no. That's that, where you probably uh, have fun with it. That's all going to be commoditized. It's it's You won't. You have to check the sovereignty of yeah. it all. You Rocket man. If you're going to be hot rodding something in 30 years from now, you're, if you choose something that was a hybrid, you're not going to put another hybrid back in it unless you're trying to make it historically correct mm-hmm. because the electric technology is just going to be – This is a period correct insight. Exactly. It's <laughs> going to be you're, – you're, it's like, oh, I'm going to build a 32 Ford. Are you going to put a fucking uh, flathead in it? No. I'm going to put a fucking – I'm going to put a 302. You're not going to go back to the old crap if you don't need to. Yeah, that's true. You just drop full EV in it. Yeah, and hybrids are just – way overly complex a full electric car is so much simpler mm-hmm. daniel bleakney hey jeff long time listener first time caller i'm starting a new job that is a 150 mile commute what's a good commuter car for a long boring drive initial thoughts are mazda 6 or accord sport but i'm not just looking for validation currently driving an 08 f-150 so not ideal uh the mazda 6 and the accord sport are good it more of an enthusiast slant, to be honest. They, yeah. You might want something a little cushier, like a little softer sprung. That Accord Sport is shockingly uh, stiffly sprung. The Mazda 6 is a little softer, but not much. And is the goal here comfort? Is there some want for fun? Right. Or is it just raw fuel economy? Yeah. Because, I mean, if I was going to do a commute that long every day, and I know you hate this car, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you do too, Zach, but a Lexus CT200H in the used market is like eight thousand dollars, and it'll get you fifty plus miles per gallon on the highway all day, and they're pretty comfortable. I like. I always like the way those looked. I always wish there was like some kind of non-hybrid sport version. Yeah, but I like be, the way they look. But I mean, they're really, really good for yeah. what they are, which is well, a commuter. It's a Prius, car. but it's got a better looking body. If you yeah, get a used one, it's okay. It uh, I would get a with a nicer interior. I would do a Volt. I think that was a great car. Yeah, Volt, Volt is a was, great Volt's commuter really car. Too. Yeah, it's really quiet. Um, I mean, unless you want it to also have fun with on the weekends, then maybe the Mazda Six or the Accord Sport. But you might find it's too stiffly sprung. And if you're younger and you don't give a shit, and then yeah, dude, Volts in the used market are like twelve thousand dollars. Such a good car. Yeah, um, it's a really good option. Chris Cavalier, are you going to a press launch for the RS5? How baller do you think it will be considering considering you heli-commuted for the RS3 launch? I haven't heard anything on the RS5, so I don't know. Um, that was pretty over the top. Did I, you hear about that? TTRS, RS3, we stayed in downtown. We stayed in lower Manhattan, and we were choppered to out just outside oh, of Lime Oh, yeah, Rock. that's right. <laughs> it was wow. fucking dope. Wow. Um, but so in was, other words, Volkswagen Auto Group is doing well these days. Uh, there was just one wave, and rather than drive the hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is, to Lime Rock, they're like, let's get you up there. Because they wanted us to stay in New York so they could do nice hotels and dinners. Right. Because you're not doing that at Lime Rock, which I don't give a shit. I just wanted to drive the car on the track. Um, nice bonus, though. You know, can't be too glib about it. Lathan Craft. Um, that's a fake name. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you have any experience with an exoset? I don't. I've really been looking at them lately and just curious if you have any opinions on them. I think the idea is awesome. They look Those so are the Miata-based ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weigh it's like, like 7,900 pounds. It's like a Caterham-esque Miata. If you've got the room and you've got the ability, do it. Yeah. And didn't can, someone yeah. do – I think someone already safaried one of these too. Probably. I think someone safaried an exoset. I'm going to fucking – I'm going to jump off a bridge when I miss <laughs> the boat on this. Well, they I've made an exoset Nomad. It. Yeah, um, oh, this is going to kill me. 
Bryant Pocock, what's your favorite vintage Japanese sports car? The definition of vintage is open to interpretation. Um, 240Z, super high on the list. Yeah, that's up there. But the 2000 GT is, yeah, you know, I, I think I can't fit in one. Yeah. Uh, Unless I could drive the one-off one they built for I fucking go. Sean Connery. And this is getting to be vintage. FDRX7. I, I, I mean, vintage is... I, I, I'll, I'll let you have it. I drove one, and it was cool. They're, the body on that car is just always The body is amazing. Good. Fantastic looking car. Good. I think I'd go OG 3, Skyline. Which one? OG, OG Skyline. Skyline. I fucking yeah, love the cool way too. those look. Um, it's not a sports car, but I officially love the Toyota Century. Those are so fucking awesome. It's just so ridiculous. You're going to import one now. I, I, there's a guy I spoke to who owns two of them. And brings them in from Canada, and like either he just doesn't give a shit. Um, he's doing something where they're not fully mm-hmm. legal, and I'm not trying to blow up this guy's spots. So I'm not going to tell anything more. But the way he's doing it, he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I really, I've been just strangely over the course of the last week, I've been looking at left-hand drive uh, R32 conversions. Um, those are pretty cool. You get this steering box out of, I believe, a 300Z. And then you basically tear the dash up and like get into doing some fiberglass work, which I've done before. Uh, and it seems like a fun project. I found out that the top of a uh, Ford quad cab box truck, if you stand on the sit on the roof, mm-hmm. um, it's like pretty raw fiberglass and it sticks to all your skin. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fiberglass sucks to work with, but you can make some cool shit with it. Yes. Jordan Lee, what good car things to do in L.A. in November? We'll be going to the Peterson for sure. Any other suggestions? Isn't the L.A. Auto Show in November? Yes, it is. Um, so there's that. Um, just find a Cars and Coffee. It'll probably blow your mind. SEMA will be wrapping up the first week of November. SEMA will be wrapping up. I got invited on a trip to SEMA, but it's the Sunday to Halloween, which is exactly when I can't go. Yeah. It's like, awesome. I'll be right back. Um Chris has to go puke. Uh, yeah, I have to pee. That's, okay. That's <laughs> Chris has to go tinkle times. We're going to keep going on with the questions. Um, so rent a good, decent car off Turo or just get a Mustang? Ooh, yeah. Like rent a classic. There, there are people still renting like vintage muscle cars on Turo. That would be a sweet way to cruise around. There's a, a place in Newport Beach that just rents uh, um, Mustang convertibles. Like 60s ones? 60s ones. Uh, it's in Newport, though, so they probably charge a shitload. Well, if you're going to drive from there to the Peterson, you're going to get hosed. I mean, that's real far. Yeah. So, and it'd be a, a, an uncomfortable drive. Yeah, it'd be cool to arrive to L.A. and pick something up Turo right there. Yeah, man, that'd be a really cool way to do it. But, yeah, you have L.A. Auto Show, so check out which days you're there. And then just go find a Cars and Coffee or see if you're there around Supercar Sunday. The mm-hmm. Malibu, i got to get up to the Malibu show one of these days because it looks awesome. It's just, it would take, I'd have to leave so fucking early. Um, Jacob Brown, our friend Jacob, has a question. Singerify or iconify any normal person car? What car? What mods? Uh, Not a fun car, just kind of a regular? Normal person car. Because the guy did the fucking incredible Crown Vic. One of my favorite favorite icon builds of all time is that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing is amazing and i know john really dug doing that car because it was different i'm sure uh if you're gonna do a regular car just for the fun of it because everybody expects it to be a shit box like a a, a pontiac grand prix or something yeah 
just make it get inside of it and be like, this is the most opulent thing I've ever put my ass in. Well, yeah, like so. Like then, could we consider like a Cadillac from the '80s, like a Malaysia Cadillac? That would I think that would could be a normal person car, a Cimarron or something? No, not a Cimarron, like one of the bigger ones. Um, but like uh, like Singerai, Singerai, Singerify or Iconify. That would be pretty fucking slick. So it's like it just looks nice and clean on the outside, and inside it's it's. I've entertained the idea of doing that with a Grand National before. Yeah, that is not a normal person car. Though. No, it is not. That is a that is car. that is owned exclusively by psychopaths and people that like weird printed jackets. Would, uh, it, would an Escort Mark II count as normal, or is that too sporty? Uh, you're talking about the older one that we yeah. didn't get. Yeah, that's too sporty. Okay. Um, now, if you did it to the, the the one that we got, the old one that we got, yeah, I would count that. And what if you did that? You iconified that. To basically behave like the Mark II, uh, it would just look so bad. It would. I really like the way the, the old ones. Look. I'm just looking and thinking back of like shitty cars that my family owned. It was like, it'd be really funny if we did it in like a 1989 Nissan Stanza or like a Rabbit, like a diesel Rabbit. Singered out. Yeah. Uh, you have the velvet in the engine bay and shit, or you know leather, whatever they do. Um, a, oh, the- a Singer Katera. <laughs> I don't know. The caddy that motherfucking zigs. Uh, Hanno Hagdorn, please elaborate on your opinion on Trump voting off-road enthusiasts. I'm going to not, but there are new comments. Someone someone said, what did they say? Like, something blah, 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 pussy, faggot, blah, blah, blah. They went, ugh, Second Amendment. Ugh. I was like, okay. <laughs> that You're threatening gun violence against me. But I don't want to uh, report... Or you know, like deleting these comments because I want to keep them up as a record. Oh yeah, of the. I think that person was simultaneously reading your post and reading like gun form stuff, and in the middle of typing to you, they looked over and saw some photos of someone's like, you know, everyday carry, and they just started to get a little turgid, and then they just went, oh, no, no, I mean, not the way this comment felt. Oh really? No. Okay. Well, I mean, he did just get his new Smith and Wesson butt plug. You know, everyday carry is so funny. Christopher Newfelt, wait, you actually read questions that aren't paid? Yes, Facebook takes up most of the questions. He yeah. just wasted his question. You did waste your question. <laughs> uh, haven't you asked questions before? I think you have. Yvette Snyder, I'm in the middle. I should not step between my children. Uh, wait, did I click on the? No. Why, where's that? Right. Where does that go? You type in the wrong thing. Someone actually wrote... I'm in the middle, dot, dot, dot. I should not step between my children. Uh, I'm just going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what Yvette was doing here. <laughs> um, I'm so confused. But the next question is a normal question, so I know I didn't click on the wrong page. Okay. Nick Taylor, my mom is looking for an entry luxury sedan with all-wheel drive for $40,000. What are your top three? You should really look at the Jag XE. I love it. An entry luxury sedan for that kind of money with all-wheel drive. Acura is good, too. Um, I believe you can get an IS200T in all-wheel drive. I don't know. Um, they make the other ones in all-wheel drive. I don't know if the T has it yet. Acura's but. seats are amazing, and their all-wheel drive system is actually really good. Um, and then I really like the Jag just because it looks fucking great. Yeah, don't do the BMW, though. Those are problematic. Because the engine you're going to want to get at that price point with all-wheel drive it's not you know, yeah um so yeah i say the jag and the and the acura and then keep an eye on whatever lincoln is doing steven shattuck thoughts on the e39 m5 and e46 m3 
going up in value? What about Doug DeMiro's claim that the E39 M5 being a $100,000 car in the near future? I wouldn't be surprised if we see an E39 M5 hit 100 on bring a trailer sometime within two years. I'm, not, I, I, I'm being I, I, I think that is preposterous I in agree. that time frame. Yeah, I, me too. I love the E39 M5, but I also think it's overhyped. BMWs and bring a trailer are, are out of control right now. It would have to be a under 10,000 mile M5 because you can buy those for 12 grand be a hundred but I wouldn't be surprised if some bidding war ensued I, I think we're a little ways off they're that. on an upward it will trend hit it. To, well, I don't even know if they're on an upward trend they've ceased depreciation in nice cars they're no longer depreciating really for nice not, but examples. a lot of them are real low because they're, they're expensive to fix to right um, I really don't see those cars hitting crazy price points anytime soon um like as nice as your your E46 is, it's not worth thirty or forty thousand dollars. No, Ar- uh, Armin, our friend, just found a Laguna Seca blue one, two owner with seventy thousand miles on it. The guy asking twenty eight, which is not that's not investment level mileage. That's too high, but that's a super rare color that everybody wants with the right transmission. You know, two owner, full documentation, all that kind of stuff, and it's still a little bit overpriced. I think when a one series M goes for like forty eight. I can't imagine justifying 28 for an E46. Yeah, you're going to have to... I think they could hit the the perfect storm of one. Actually, the guy that sold me my extra set of wheels has a Laguna Seca Blue with 9,000 miles on it, and he's the only owner. That one... Is he just sitting on it? He's just sitting on it. And in, in five to ten years, maybe he could sell it for like 50. But I don't think those will ever go like to, to yeah, six and, figures. Yeah, and at that point, you also have to account for inflation. Have you really actually made any money? Mm-hmm. Or are you just keeping up with inflation? Yeah. Um, It'll take a long not time. Not saying don't buy them. They're, they're, if you like them and you appreciate them, get them. But mm-hmm. I, an E39 is not worth $100,000. those things. It will be. You're gonna, I, I agree with Doug At on some this. point, yes. Is it anytime soon? I really don't I say I'm think there's a value problem. I'm stretching my timeline out two, two to five. I'm, I'm going I'm, 10. I'm going 15, 20. We should have some dumb bet on this. We have one now. Oh, you mean we, we need stakes? Like a, yeah. Like actual stakes. Let's like someone has to buy actual stakes. Okay, fine. Whoever, Whoever loses, somebody buys. In 20 buys, years when we check in on this. Somebody, well, we won't have to because it happened two to five. We'll have stakes and beer. Someone buys stakes, the other buys beer, and then we have Whoever dinner. wins gets to give the other two a haircut. <laughs> uh, Niles Rogers. You're married. You're not going anywhere. You work from yeah, home. I care about my I hair. Got, I, I'm not yeah. trying Me to. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress anybody. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Niles Rogers. What's the most memorable time you've raised someone on the highway? Allegedly, uh, I will tell a story that dates back to. And I shouldn't tell the story, but I'm going to tell it because I don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, <laughs> so hard, Jeff. I'm fucking so, so hard. hard. Oh shit! Living in your condo. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go cry on the drive home in my CX-5. Um, so um, it was the second press car I ever got it was a C6 Z06. Yeah, that's a fast press car to was, get to your second press car. I was driving five south by San Onofre, so by the giant California titties. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't. I think you could Google California titties and it would probably come up. No. You don't think so? No. 
uh, probably might come up with some other stuff. You're gonna get, you're gonna have a few other. Hits I'm gonna check that. online real quick before I tell this because now I'm. Remember, Google also caters the results to your previous California search history. California titties. Uh, it, the first thing that comes up is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. What? But the what is it? The like fifth link is San Onofre. The San Onofre. It's the nuclear cooling towers uh, for the power plant that isn't operated more. See, than the, like the term you were looking for was nuclear boobies. I was right. So I was uh, C six Z O six cruising down the highway, and some guy in a modded Z pulls up, and we're going the a same modded. Sp- 350Z. 350Z, okay. uh, Pulls up next to me. Yeah. And, like, you know that's the international symbol. When you're pacing someone on the highway and you're both in sports cars, that's the international symbol. Yeah, it's for, just you've got 200 horsepower We both on need them. to downshift. We started pushing it, and I got up to um, <laughs> I got up to 140. Yeah. This was, like, 7.30 in the morning, so traffic was empty. He was pulling hard. I'm really? like, so I got off the throttle. I'm like, nope, nope. That was the f- that at the time was the fastest I'd ever gone in a car. I'm like, and that's nope. not that car's not slow. By nope, any I'm done. You sir have a very fast car. Oh, wow. So that for me sticks out is a story that I should not have just told everybody. That's impressive. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember well this beyond the statute of limitations. The still in Z not made for people who hand out press cars probably. That's very true. <laughs> Though I don't do that anymore. Oh please, Wait. like somebody that hands you a fucking Corvette press car is expecting you to drive responsibly. Well, they do. are, dear. Dis- yes. Wink, wink. Disclaimer: Do not do 140 on the freeway. Because uh, you're going to lose to a modded I mean, Z. the number of times I used to do highway fucking drag racing when I lived in Florida is that, you know, in Florida. my 20s. Florida. 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 I do have... Oh, go ahead. I just thought of another but one. But I think the, the one that sticks out the most is when I was in my Turbo Camaro racing a uh, Viper. And California Highway Patrol, this was on southbound on the Florida Turnpike headed towards Fort Lauderdale, you know, in the middle of the night. You know, Florida Highway Patrol pulls out, and I just do the math. I'm like, well, I'm doing about 150 right now. For that, you're at superbike mentality at that point. Yeah, beep, at that point, that's exactly. <laughs> and then the, you know, and we're and and you're not really racing. We're just going back and forth real quick, and you know, honking at each other and being idiots. Uh, and we just both look at each other at a certain point, and we're just like, fucking go, just fucking go, and. Did because there's no way in hell from a standstill he was going to catch us. No, no. And at that point, the Florida Highway Patrol was way understaffed, so there was there was only like one officer for like every eighty miles of road or it was something. Probably like a Crown that. Vic, right? Was that was it in a Crown Vic? Uh, yeah, he would have been in a Crown Vic. At that You're lucky point. he didn't go after you because he would have caught you. Yeah. When you stopped. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing is is. Uh, in Florida at the time, they were doing kinds of, all kinds of undercover cars. So they had, like, there were um, some Mach 1 Mustangs, and there was one or two Terminators. Dude, I saw, when we were in Miami, I saw all kinds of undercover cops. Yeah. And all kinds of pedestrian Mazda 3, nothings, Taurus, whatever. I got pulled over by a Silverado in Florida. Wow. With hidden lights. Um, Florida Highway Patrol, for the longest time, had... Um, had oh, wait, that uh, was in New Orleans. Never mind. 1998 Sorry. through 2002... Uh, uh, Camaro SS's. Oh, yeah. They were custom done. Kind of like California, how California had, had their Fox bodies. Florida had those where they actually then even produced them for several months after like they stopped selling them to the public. Yeah. California had six white Camaro SS's. I remember seeing a newspaper article about it. It was like, racers, watch out. They've got this now. But you know. Well, this was actually the standard issue car for a while. 
Because what they would do is they would chase you down on the highway in the Camaro, and then they'd call up somebody in a Crown Vic to come and pick you up if they were arresting right. you. Yep. So yeah, they can't put you in the car. But they had to because everything was getting so fast at that point. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to do this? Totally. The aftermarket caught up. Blake Swan, Motor Trend Best Driver Car Competition going on right now. What is your best drive of the year? Um, I think I'm really blown away by just, like, I expected the McLarens to, uh, to be good. I'm shocked at how good the Audi TTRS is. It's so fucking the la- I haven't driven the new one. The last one, the last TTRS, I, the last gen was fucking amazing, too. 60 less pounds of weight over the nose. Um, just crazier, a better chassis. It's just, oh, the car's so good. Yeah. Car, you can drive it so fast, so confidently. We had one for NBC Sports, an episode that's coming out in like a month, and, and Matt was raving about it. Uh, and it just felt great. It, it sounds felt great. good, too. Oh, yeah, that five-cylinder. I fucking love that motor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a very cool car. Um, uh, let's see. I didn't drive that many press cars this year. I mean, I drove a few things, but I think the the most fun I had this year was the the Dynan M2. That's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's real good. I I drove that thing fucking hard out in Lockwood Valley. That I like the good. M2. That's a good car. Uh, John Kerry, what's your favorite exhaust note? V10. Always. Ugh. Always. Gross. <laughs> Not a Viper V10, but a proper V10, like a Lamborghini. Lamborghini V10's good. Or an LFA or a Carrera GT. I'm a a partial to the Suzetta V16. Uh, That's not true. Um, I like a good American cammed, exhausted V8. LS3's Mm -hmm. really good, too, when done right. Yeah. I think the the Audi 4.2. That V8's really yeah, that, good. With, with really exhaust on it, it's got a nice low burble, and up top it kind of it gets raspy and tight. Yeah, I think that RS4 might be it. Well, I always yeah. liked the V10-era Audis where they did like a Militech exhaust. I'm like, oh, cool, your mm-hmm. S8 sounds like a fucking Gallardo <laughs> or, now, like, or in a good way. The obvious answer, any modern Mercedes V8. Those are good. Those are very good. Pre-turbo, I prefer. Chris Ivey, FJ or Jeep? Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. 100% Jeep. I can't see out of the FJ. I don't like the C-pillar sucks. It's fuel economy sucks. Not that it's bad, good in the Jeep. It's a good truck, but the interior ergonomically is bad. School. Are we talking new? Eh, I like the old FJs. No, no. no. He, he has a picture of an FJ Cruiser next to oh. uh, FJ40. I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. Um, the FJ is a strong vehicle, but I've I've spent a fair amount of time in one over a couple of years, and like they're just ergonomically for anyone other than. Even if you're the driver, like looking out the front, the windshield is a little bit of that tank turret thing, like Very Camaro much. has. Yeah. So it, I, it, I it's just too many friend, things wrong with the, the ergonomics. My friend Scott that I used to work for. Scott's he, a dick. Sorry, I just thought of South Park. Okay. <laughs> uh, my other friend Scott's a dick. So yeah. Okay. Give me the pubes. Uh, but give me the change. Scott, he had bought one of those. He had anticipated that thing. He was all about that. He got one when it was brand new. He sold the thing within three months. Because he couldn't fucking stand it. One of the reasons is the highway noise on those things is fucking awful. And I drove one with, uh, and I forgot if you said this or not because I was zoning out. The Not because of you because <laughs> I was thinking about other show related things yeah, as so I'm thinking ahead. Uh, I drove one that was slightly lifted with bigger tires to Napa and back. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. The whole way. Well, the, That's the, a tire the, choice The problem, problem. Is, is, too, is the roof panel because it's one big flat long fucking piece of metal. Is the wind noise on that thing is insane? This had a tent on the roof. 
well, so like a pop top or, or like a soft tent tied to the roof. Uh, the unfolded, um, like like a Westphalia type. No, like the it's in a big box, and then you take the cover off, and then it flips over, and that's opens cool. up to a big tent it on was the roof. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like an ARB uh, built tent. But to that point, my buddy has a really badass uh, four door Jeep. Slight lift on it with one of those Westphalia pop tops, and he's yeah. got it all fitted with like a grill and everything. And that is an amazing truck, and it, it's better ergonomically than an FJ by so much. And yeah. you know, as capable, more capable, better aftermarket support. So there you go, Chris. Why don't you tell everybody about Shout Engine? Uh, as usual, if you have dumb things to say on the internet, we'll publish them uh, in audio format. Uh, and uh, in Teledisc, okay. yes. Uh, and we'll do that on, on, on Shout Engine. And you can also learn about the Great Gazoo there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll host it for free. And uh, I have been working very diligently on Shout Engine version 2, which is going to be out sometime this fall, more than likely. So that's it. The Great Gazoo podcast. Yes. Um, Coming soon. Zachariah, tell everybody it's, where to find you on social meters. titled Gazoo and You. On the social, Gazoo and you. On the social meters, um, you can find me on Instagram, at fake Zach Clapman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Zach Clapman. My, num- my, name is my, number- my name is spelled Z-A-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. The double Ks. You the double K. I, everyone spells my name with a C. They did it Best Buy today, so that's why I have to say it out loud. And uh, please watch... Uh, season four of Drive on NBC Sports, which is going to be coming out in October, and we did some awesome stuff, and with some really funny stuff, and we're pretty stoked about it. Super duper! Uh, if you don't know where to find me on social media, um, you should by now. We'll figure it out next week. Bye. <laughs>